This is the Visionary Founders Podcast, helping founders to activate their biggest visions, create extraordinary lives and businesses, and to make a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to lay the foundations and growth to create a legacy. In this show, you'll learn the practical and profound changes to make in yourself and your business to have the impact you desire, because you are a visionary founder. Welcome to this episode. And today we're talking about creating co-visionaries in your business. So what do I mean by co-visionaries? Well, I coined this concept about five years ago, maybe even longer. I'm terrible with knowing time, but I've been piloting it and playing with it with some of my more forward-thinking visionary founders and their businesses in the last few years. And for me, this is a radical shift in terms of how business operates and how organizations get created and actually how we come together as human beings in these co-creations, you know? So my passion, one of my big passions is, as you know, how we really fulfill our potential, how we live by our visions, how we live lives that are passionate and joyful and purposeful and exciting. And I want to see that played out in organizations and businesses. Now, I don't know your experience of working for various organizations. Maybe you work for different organizations before you set up your own, or maybe you're a founder and you've created this organization. Now you feel like, oh, you know, it feels like it's getting to a certain size and now it's hard to control. I feel like I'm sort of losing control of it a bit. I don't know everyone's names anymore. And now we've put some structure in, but now it feels like the energy and the the dynamism in the business is fading a bit. So this is a kind of big subject. I mean, we could probably talk about this for days and I'm trying to try and talk about it for 20 minutes. But what I want to do today is really talk about the essence of the change of the paradigm shift of this future of organizations as I see it. So it's radical because it comes from a perspective that business should be here for us all to fulfill our own and each other's potential. So that individually we all fulfill our potential and collectively we amplify that. We're able to do that even more so because we're coming together as a collective. And that, you know, I know from facilitating big groups and organizations, I love the energy of working with a group. I love what that brings. I love that sense that, you know, as one person grows and evolves and shifts, so does the group. You know, it raises the energy and the vibration and what's possible for the whole group. So I've always believed in my heart and soul that organizations are extraordinary and have a huge potential for change. And from my own experience of working with organizations before I became a visionary founder myself and set up my own business, and from working with many, many different organizations from big, big FMCGs through to more entrepreneurial-led organizations, I can see this potential and I can see that it hasn't been realized yet. And one of the things I've been saying to the people I work with is, what if this could be your organization? What if you could be known for shifting this paradigm, for creating something, a company, an organization that's so different and that you apply all your visionary essence that you feel in your mission, you know, whether that's in your product or what your company does or the impact it creates in the world? What if you could create that in your business structure, in how you treat your people? What if you were innovative and visionary across all the aspects? Because my experience is that the people aspect of business tends to not have that innovation in it. 
it tends to be very quite functional and HRE, <laughs> apologies to any HR people listening, but it needs to have that innovative creative thinking in the same way as other areas like product development and how you serve your customers and all of those things, all those different elements of the business. So just retracking it back a bit, you can feel how passionate I am about this subject. You know, it comes back to that question about what's a business or organization for? And when you think back to, you know, the early days, pre the industrial revolution, probably, I had something that would benefit you and you had something that benefited me. And we decided that coming together and trading together was beneficial for us both. And I'm saying that because I feel like I want to go back to that sense of co-creation and collaboration, that we all get to benefit from this thing. And that we lose some of those things that we learned in the Industrial Revolution of hierarchy and control and people sitting in their little boxes and doing like their job that's written out in their job description. Because honestly, I just think that destroys your heart and soul. I just cannot see that anybody really functions at their best in those situations. And actually, it's kind of ironic when I see these things played out in founder organizations, because you're the very people who don't like to be controlled who like to do it in your own way, who like to do it in an innovative way. And then somehow the business ends up going down this traditional route. So I'd say as a visionary founder, you also have to be super, super conscious of what you're creating and that you're not allowing people to say, well, you've got to a certain size, so you need this structure, or you can only have so many direct reports because otherwise it doesn't work. I'm always saying to people, but what if you created from your visionary essence, what would you create? So in my experience, and in most organizations I know, people are working at a fraction of their true potential and are probably not absolutely fulfilled either. And I don't even think our expectation is that we're really fulfilled. You know, do, do we even think that's what's going to happen when I'm kind of commuting to work or I'm getting on my Zoom call or whatever I'm doing today? So this is really what I experienced when I worked for bigger organizations. And in my corporate career, before I became a coach, I worked for big organizations and I worked for an internet startup too. And, you know, I'd see people doing this Monday to Friday, well, not nine to five, nine to eight thing, probably people living for the weekend, people self-medicating, compensating for the week with crazy activities at the weekend or booking amazing holidays or going on shopping sprees and convincing themselves that that made everything okay. And even those who enjoyed their job didn't seem to love it in the way that I know I love my job. So that was totally me going on amazing trips, having beautiful things, having a lovely flat in London, making sure that, you know, my job basically paid for all the stuff that I really wanted to do. And I just couldn't live with that. I just knew that wasn't the way that we should do business and life. And actually, even when I've worked with founder-led organizations, interestingly, they often set off with good intentions in my experience and set off well. And to a certain size, it's fine because everybody gets it. Everybody's in the energy of the founder. Everyone can feel what the founder's there to create. And so you've automatically got that buy-in and engagement and excitement of being in the throes of something new and exciting. But what happens often is that the business gets to a certain size, as I say, where the founder can't control it anymore. And they sort of feel a bit discombobulated because they look around and go, oh gosh, I don't even know people's names anymore. I used to know everybody in this company. And then they decide they need more control. 
So they hire a COO or CEO or somebody or an HR director. And this person says, oh, we need more structure. That's what we need as we grow. As we grow. And if you're not careful before long, you've created something that doesn't have that energy and dynamism that the original vision held. And do you know what? It's even worse, actually, in a founder-led organization because people expect it to be amazing and different. They have higher expectations than going to work for a normal traditional company. And the other thing nowadays is that people won't hang around. You know, if your business doesn't have the energy and dynamism in it, then the younger people in your organization, the people who are your lifeblood will go somewhere else. So the truth is that change is coming. And again, I've been saying this for a good few years to organizations, particularly more traditional organizations. Change is coming. Millennials and the generations that have followed are different to the generations before. They don't want hierarchy and control. They've grown up, to use an analogy, in the, in the age of Google rather than Encyclopedia Britannica. They're used to challenging. They're used to forming their own path. They've been brought up with parents who say, well, what do you want to do in the world? You can do anything. Well, I tell you what, that was certainly not the way I was brought up. When I went into business, it was kind of like knuckle down, get it done, think yourself lucky to have a job, you know, that kind of thing. And the world has changed. So, you know, I know some people feel that millennials and the people that follow are entitled. And I hear that a lot and it drives me a bit crazy, to be honest with you. I just think they're more conscious. I'm like, good on you. You know what you need. You know what you're passionate about. You know what you want to create in your life. Amazing. So why don't we embrace that as visionaries? Why don't we say, wow, this person is already self-directed, knows what they want, has a vision for their life. Let's work with that. Let's create something different. Let's let them drive the culture even. And, you know, this change, I say, was coming, but it's been definitely accelerated by COVID. Whatever generation you're in, this COVID crisis has really said to us, okay, I need to really think about what I want to create in the world. You know, it gives us a sense of mortality, doesn't it, when these things happen? What do I want to create in the world? What's my values? What makes me excited? What do I really want to do with my life? And again, I think the companies that don't recognize that and don't recognize that there is a bigger seismic shift coming, actually, not just like, oh, it's done now, we can go back to the office, but there's a big seismic shift coming. And organizations and visionaries and the ones that will really thrive are the ones that can, you know, claim that space and create something extraordinary and different. So here's my vision, which I get super excited about. I believe business and organizations can be different. So what if when somebody came into your organization, it was a way for them to fulfill their own potential? What if when I came into work with you, I was attracted to the organization by your vision, what you're creating in the world as a visionary founder, what you want to have an impact in, what this business is here to do. And at the same time, I'm attracted to that because it sings to something in my soul. It sings to what I want to do with my life. There's a resonance in it between you and I. So what if I come into your business and your job is to find that resonance, is to say, okay, so what's your vision? What do you want to do in your life? Where does this job fit into your overall purpose? What do you love to do? What do you feel like you could do here that would really add value? And I would have that conversation before any other conversation is had, right? 
And I would also really, really not constrain people in massive job descriptions. You know, what if I'm a great marketeer and that's my job, but I'm also super passionate about the culture and I would do the culture piece on top of my day job without you even giving me any extra reward for it, just because I'm passionate about it. If you don't ask the question and you just see me as a marketing person, then you'll never know. So I want people to really bring this amazing, potential-driven, actualized version of themselves to work. And I want them to leave your organization saying, wow, I am a different person now than when I joined that organization five years ago. It has stretched me and challenged me and evolved me. And I know that I've also added really real value to the business because I brought my biggest, best ideas and I felt safe enough and trusted enough to do that and to fail if, if failure was okay, you know, and to be able to stretch and to be able to truly grow myself as part of this overall organization. Oh, that makes me quite emotional. So can you feel what I'm pointing to here? Can you feel the potential of this situation and what can be created? Because to me, that's when we get extraordinary. That's when you touch the realms of the magical world that we can create as visionary founders, not just for yourself, and but for everyone around you. So the way I see it is as a visionary, you are the holder of the vision. You're the one who got the download. <laughs> You're the one that felt it initially and claimed it and can feel the next pieces in a way that only you as the founder can. And also you set the boundaries. It's like, I imagine it like a big circle and you as a founder can determine what's in and what's out. So somebody might come up with a new idea that you'd never thought of within the concept of this bigger vision. And you think, wow, yeah, I can see how that fits. I can see that that really amplifies what we're trying to do in the world and the impact we're trying to have. And there might be another idea somebody has that you go, no, I'm not feeling that. I feel like that detracts from what we're trying to do. Great. You're the holder of those boundaries. And when you hold those boundaries and you hold the vision and you allow other people to step into their vision as co-visionaries, then you start to create extraordinary and you create a visionary organization, which I don't know about you, but I find the whole concept of that, the whole thought of that so exciting. So I'm going to give you a few how-tos to think about. So if you're a founder and you already have an organization, these are some things to think about. And if you're at the beginning stages and you're thinking about creating people that you're going to collaborate with, whether you employ them or not. We all have to collaborate and work with other people in order to grow bigger um, organizations and impact in the world. Then you'll also get some benefit from this. So the first thing is it starts with you. And you're going to hear this message from me a lot as a visionary founder. As a visionary founder, it starts with you. So is your vision clear? And is it clear, not just clear to you, but is it clear to those around you? And when I say that, I mean, can they translate it? Can they say, ah, I see how Lisa's vision interacts with me in the marketing department. I'm using marketing because I come from a marketing background. <laughs> or I can see how Lisa's vision enables us to create this roadmap of technology moving forward. So it's not just like, oh, I'm really inspired about this vision we've got. It's kind of, well, okay, what does that mean for me and my team? What do I feel excited about in it? What can I contribute? So you're really, really translating it through. And again, this sometimes 
in my experience, visionary founders get frustrated because they're like, it's so obvious. Why does everybody not get it? I don't understand why I'm having to say this over and over again. Well, if they don't get it, that's your issue. And you need to find a way to translate it and to really speak it in a way where they can truly get on board. The second thing is, have you done the inner work on yourself? And I talk about it in one of my, the previous podcasts, which is about the inner work brings the out of success. So if you haven't dealt with your stuff as a founder, it will leak into the business, whether that's issues with control, with trust, with letting go, with money. You need to do your inner work to make sure that you're clean and focused and you're leading the company in a way where you're not triggered by your emotions, you're not led by your emotions, but you're leading from a really clean place. And then the job is to create different conversations, as I've alluded to before in this podcast. So how can you have a different conversation with somebody when they come into the organization? How can you have a conversation that says, who are you? Tell me a bit about yourself. Tell me about your background. What are you passionate about? What are you hoping to achieve in your life? What's the impact you want to have? When you imagine yourself in this organization and we look at you in a year's time, what will have changed? for you professionally and what you've learned, but also how you've grown as a human being. What does that look like? Can you feel what a different conversation that is? And if it was me, I would have that conversation first. And actually I do with the people that I work with in my business is to say, I want this to feel as exciting for you as it does for me. I want to support you and nurture you to be the best you can possibly be. So what does that look like? You tell me first And then let's discuss how that looks in the business. Do you see what I'm saying? So that's a really kind of different conversation to have. And there are some conversational techniques and ways of being with all of that that I'll probably talk about in a future podcast. The other thing I feel really strongly about is avoiding overcomplication. Keep it simple. Really avoid complicated structures and hierarchies and management systems and all of that stuff that the traditional books would tell you to have. What if you could create such an energized, self directed group of individuals that they actually didn't need much managing and leading? And there is a book that I'm going to put a link in the comments, it's really worth looking at. It's quite old now, but it actually just gives you a sense of what's possible and a sense of a different way of thinking about things. So it's called Reinventing Organizations, and I'm going to put the link in the notes for this podcast. But I don't agree with everything in that book, if I'm honest, but it just gives you a sense of, oh, I can see how we get trapped into these structures and how things can be different. As soon as people feel like they've been put in a box, you are not going to get the best from them. And you're not going to get that integrated version of them. I say I I can be passionate about marketing and culture and creating a different relationship with our suppliers. And I could help you in all those areas, but not if you just shove me in a marketing box. So I really, really believe that this new paradigm in business is coming. I think the COVID pandemic, which we are hopefully coming out of as I record this podcast, but also the different generations coming through business, I felt for a long time that this big paradigm shift is coming. And I feel like it's visionary founders and your organizations who are going to create this change and, you know, can really see organizations differently, can feel that potential and start to create a whole bunch of mini visionary founders in your organization. And the benefit to you of that is that it takes all the pressure off. 
you now don't have to come up with all the ideas. You now don't have to control everything. You'll find more and more that you can stay in your visionary essence without being dragged into the day-to-day. And that does take a building of trust to enable these people to really fly and play and maybe do things differently than you would do it, but still in line with your overall vision and essence. So I say I could talk about this topic all day. It's a big one. But I hope this has given you a sense of what's possible. I hope I've excited you. I hope that you feel like, wow, like there's a, such an opportunity here. I want to really think about this and find out more. So do contact me if you feel like you want to find out more. But also, if you know somebody who's a visionary founder, or you know somebody that's just starting to collaborate and reach out to people and create those dynamics within their business where the business is bigger than them, then do share this podcast with one person. It's person by person. It's impact by impact. It's visionary founder by visionary founder is how we change the world. And if you've been listening to this podcast from the beginning, you'll know that that's what I'm most passionate about. Thank you for listening to this podcast today. I really appreciate your time and energy. And let's go out there and create the visionary organizations of the future. Thank you for listening to the Visionary Founders Podcast with Lisa Mitchell. If you're a visionary founder and you're ready to up-level yourself and your business, connect with me at lisamitchell.co.uk forward slash connect.